And a very good morning back as we talk with Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County. He joins us several times a month to talk all things agriculture. Rory, as always, good morning. Happy to have you in here today. Good morning, Ron. Glad to be here. Well, on past program, we've talked about various aspects of managing farm labor. Today, we're going to be discussing paperwork and reporting requirements for new farm employees along with day one employee orientation, two very important things. So to begin with, let's talk about what are new hiring reporting requirements. What do people need to do when hiring someone new on the farm? Right. So this is a uh, legal requirement. So all employers, and this includes farms employing farm labor, must report all new hires to whom they anticipate paying earnings. They have to report them to the state of Ohio. Now, a new hire is defined as an employee who has not previously been employed by that employer or who was previously employed by the employer but has been separated from prior employment by at least 60 consecutive days. And I'll mention that Ohio does have a very good website that provides information about reporting new hires. It answers frequently asked questions, and it does walk the employers uh, through this process. If you just type in Ohio New Hire Reporting into any browser, uh, you're going to be able to locate that website. What is the length of the reporting timeline? You know, how soon after an employee is hired does a report have to be made and then filed? What information also needs to be included in that? Right. Well, the Ohio Revised Code requires all employers to submit their new hire reports within 20 days uh, after that employee is hired. Reports have to be submitted, again, within 20 days of the date payments begin. So typically, uh, paperwork for this reporting requirement should be taken care of on the first day that the employee reports to work. Uh, The information that needs to be reported includes the employer's federal tax ID or employer identification number, the employer's name and address where the payroll is processed, if that's different than the living address, and information required from the employee is their name, their mailing address, date of hire, the state of hire, and some official form of identification, uh, something like a driver's license, passport, uh, work visa, and or social security number. Rory, how's the information reported? Are there specific forms, I guess, that need to be filled out? And then when you're talking about filling it out, where does the information then get sent? Yeah, good questions, Ron. So um, Ohio has a, a new hire reporting form that can either be manually filled out and mailed in, or it can be filled out and submitted electronically. So um, pretty convenient there. Reporting is done to the state of Ohio through the Ohio New Hire Reporting Center. Uh, That center is located in Columbus. Again, if you type that into the browser, you're going to be directed to the website. Now, other important forms for new hires are the W-4, the state and federal tax withholding form, and then the I-9 employee eligibility verification form. Well, any employer knows that the I-9 is an important form. Can you explain that form, though, in a little more detail? And again, what's required to fill that out and how it gets filed? Yes. Well, that I-9 employment form, it's a federal requirement through the Office of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Uh, There's an employee information section and an employer information section. By or on uh, the first day of employment, that new employee should complete the employee information and they have to present a required document or documents so that the employer can complete their section of this form. Uh, Acceptable documents uh, that need to be presented by 
the employee are classified from a list that's designated as either A, B, or C, and they include documents uh, such as a driver's license, a passport, a work visa, uh, or that social security number. That form is then retained and stored by the employer. So you're not necessarily sending it in. You're, the employer retains it, stores it away, and then that form, though, is subject to inspection by officials from the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Immigration, the Department of Justice, or the Department of Labor. Uh, the form that you need to use uh, for this, this I-9 form, is available online. If you type form I-9 into any browser, uh, you'll be able to get a copy of that form. Talking with us again this morning, Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County. Rory, before we leave this topic of new hire reporting and paperwork behind, are there any other documents that we, we've missed that need to be discussed regarding new employees? Well, I think, uh, you know, given some of the livestock abuse videos that have occasionally appeared in, in social media outlets over the uh, past years, uh, it's becoming more and more common, especially for livestock farms, to go over their animal abuse and reporting policy and then have that new employee sign an agreement form, uh, again, that they understand that policy and they, and they know what's involved with that. Uh, other documents that some farms find useful to provide to new hires to help answer questions uh, and maybe avoid some, some future issues are a farm alcohol and drug policy uh, and an employee handbook. Uh, I certainly can provide templates for an employee handbook, uh, and most of those templates, those employee handbooks, also include the livestock care and alcohol drug policies. So any farm that needs that, I'd be glad to provide you uh, with assistance, provide you with a template that you can use for that. Okay, so turning now to the topic of a day one orientation for the new farm employee, what are some of the guidelines there that should be included when you're talking about that that first day in, in getting them acclimated? Yeah, and Ron, that really, it's an important aspect of, of welcoming a new worker to the farm. Um, it really is important to meet with that worker, go over that basic farm operations and management in addition to their specific job responsibilities. Again, it's all about making them feel uh, welcome, and uh, studies have really shown that this first day orientation uh, does have an impact on, on how long employees uh, end up staying at a farm or you know, how welcome and how quickly they adjust to their new roles. So you're going over their job responsibilities, and even though some of that may have been covered in the job interview, it really needs to be covered again on the first day. An Iowa State Extension fact sheet on the topic of getting an employee off to a good start suggests sending a letter before the first day of employment, and that letter would then outline what the employee should wear, uh, what if any attire might be provided by the farm, you know, are there some farm uniforms or shirts that are, you know, might be provided, uh, where the employee should park their vehicle, uh, if the employee should bring their own lunch, and if so, is their refrigerator or microwave provided. Uh, it may also be a good idea to provide a reminder of which documents they need to bring. Again, we've just got done talking about that, so which documents they need to bring day one, uh, as well as what they should expect to be doing on day one. I was going to say, can you talk about what the first day of employment on the farm should look like? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the responsibility of the farm manager or owner to get that employee off to a good start? Because as you mentioned, it's so important. Right. Uh, well, the goal here, again, is to provide that employee with a good experience on the first day. You want to really leave that, that positive impression, uh, make sure that they really feel like they've made the right choice with this job. So make sure they feel welcome. Uh, a Michigan State Extension fact sheet suggests that farms should have a first day checklist that guides them through that day one orientation. Uh, it could include things like a tour of the farm, 
Again, going over the job description, the pay schedule, uh, the work schedule, and the hours that are expected. It should include showing the employee where the break or lunchroom is located, you know, where bathrooms are located, introducing them to other employees, and that they make sure that they know who are they going to be reporting to, you know, who's their immediate supervisor. Orientation should also include what to do in case of an accident or emergency. Who do they contact? Where do they find that contact information? At the end of the first day, uh, meet up with the employee again to ask them about their day, uh, see if they have any questions, uh, anything that, uh, again, they may want to discuss. Set the employee up for success by listening to them, encouraging them, and helping them to do the job they were hired to do. Well, Rory, as we wrap things up, if somebody has questions about Anything we talked about today or needs more information, how can they get a hold of you? Sure. They can contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office, 330-264-8722. I can provide them with some of the websites we talked about on the program, uh, copies of that information. And remember, uh, these broadcasts are available as a podcast, uh, courtesy of WQKT Radio. All right. Rory Lewandowski, our guest in studio again this morning. Uh, Rory, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it.